Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now to bring on the weird, Elijah. Yeah, well, I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope, I hope, what we're doing is going to make us sound better. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the plan, right? <laughs> yep. We'll see how this goes. You never want to sound worse. <laughs> no, sir. I don't know what we're going to actually call this thing. I guess it's just Travis Walton. Future, uh, future us as we'll figure it out. Yeah, I like... Travis Walton, uh, I don't know. Fire I mean, every, Travis Walton gets the point across, right? Yeah, it should. I mean, there's still a couple people running around that don't know who Travis Walton is. I knew of the movie, but I didn't really know the whole story before we started getting into this. And then a couple people were like, who? What? What movie? Huh? Really? Yeah. Because I was telling one of the guys at work, hey, Dan. <laughs> That's him. That what our upcoming shows we're planning to do, because he's, he's listened to all of them so far. Like, he binged them in the last couple of weeks. Hey, good on him, man. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. So he, I said about Travis Walton, he had no idea. So now he's going to know all about Travis Walton. That's what we're here for. We're here to tell the people the facts. And that's why I put us under education in Podchaser, along with 50 other categories, but what did I just see? I think we're pretty high in the categories on history for on Podchaser. So if you go to Podchaser.com, go under categories, sort it by rating. We're pretty high in history. We're pretty decent in comedy, actually. You have to really? scroll down. You have to scroll down a bit to find us, but pretty decent. Um, it, I, I would almost say we're barely a comedy podcast. <laughs> right. We're more conspiracy, but. That category, you actually have to search for that category. It's not just one of the first 24 you see on Podchaser. I didn't even know it was a category. Conspiracy? Yeah. Yeah. And the people, you can actually put in your, when you claim your podcast or you put in your podcast on Chaser, on Podchaser, then you can just put in any category you want. Hmm. And then it'll just create new categories. Some are, some are real, well, we're under weird. We're like one, one of like eight things under weird. We're pretty high in weird. Yeah, we are pretty high in weird. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, there, Will? Well, I was planning to drink this before we got started, but I'll get rid of it while we're recording. It's the old um, eight days a week blonde ale that we did for the uh, Patreon. It's fine. 
Yeah, you got to get rid of that, man. <laughs> what What are you having? Well, <clears throat> since we talked about this brand before, I'm having a Trogues. Hey. I'm having a, having a hop knife. There it is. That's a damn good beer right there, buddy. Is it? Yeah. Blizzard of Hops is pretty good, too. I like that one. I, I haven't even seen that one. I got this. I stopped, I don't know, a few days ago and got this. Was it I'm, was it in a variety pack, or was it a six-pack of that, or what? Nah, just a six-pack of this. I, I, I mean, I knew we were go- I got it for the recording. Okay. That way we can uh, maybe get Trogues <laughs> on board. Huh? Hey, hey. <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Yeah, but they're probably pissed off at us. Because we're we, like... <clears throat> we poo-pooed on Mad Elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we completely destroyed that. It's the mystery flavor. It's the Airhead mystery flavor. It's not well, a good beer. Yeah. No, it's not one I go to for Trogues. But Hop Knife, Blizzard of Hops. Well, I haven't had Hop Knife. I've had another... I had another Trogues beer that was really good. And I can't remember what it is. I thought it was something along the lines of Hop Knife. But it... I mean, obviously, it wasn't called Hop Knife. There's another one. Um, it's like a blood orange thing. I haven't seen that one. Uh, what about Troganator? No, I haven't seen that one either. Perpetual IPA? Perpetual IPA. I think... Sound, sounds familiar. Is that a green bottle? I think so. No, I mean, the bot, the bottle's not green, but a green like a green label. Well, it's got a picture of uh, of a, the hops. I think that might be the, the other one I tried. And it's got gears. It, like they sliced open the hops, and there's some gears inside of it. That's a cool design. I'm, I went to their website now. You know, that place isn't that far from us. It's in Hershey. Is it really? Yes, sir. Wow. That's not that far. Well, come on, Trogues. Let's get on the sponsorship. <laughs> blood Orange. I'd give it a shot. It's a cranberry and blood orange tart ale. I'd give it a shot, but not about those tart beers, man. I don't like orange. But it's blood orange. It's, it's different. Yeah. I don't like, what was it, New Year's Eve? I got that, oh, what was that That pack called? What was the brand of that beer? Oh, I don't know. That was a different kind of night, bro. It was. <laughs> so it was a week after. Damn. Whew. <laughs> um, yeah, but it had a, like a tangerine beer in it, and I absolutely hated that. Too fruity? It, I just, I don't want the taste of orange. Like, oranges do something weird to me. I don't know what it is. It's like, uh, like it gives me a weird sensation, like, in my nose. I don't know if it's, like, the citrus or something. It it gets, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But it, so orange stuff, even if I take vitamin C, it's the same way. Like, I get that weird feeling. Hmm. How do you feel about grapefruit? I love grapefruit, actually. But that's a citrus thing too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It that that doesn't do it to me too bad. It's like oranges and uh, tangerines, and, you know, those type things. But grapefruits, no. What? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe it's a placebo. Ooh. Maybe you should try the different kinds. Well, you just said tangerines and you know every everything in that family. I was gonna say try, try the seedless and seeded. I like them. But it just, I don't know, it does They don't like you. It's just weird. It, it does a weird thing to me. I don't like it. Like, it makes my nose tingle. <laughs> like shellfish does to my mouth. Ooh. Oh, well, some, some people think I'm missing out with shrimp and crabs and all that. I'm fine. 
I'll be all right. And a uh, lobster. Hey, let's go to Red Lobster. I'm like, yeah, Red Lobster. Chicken nuggets. Here it comes. I think lobster's overrated. Oh. I know. Crab is way better. Them's fighting words to some people. I know. Crab is way, way better. There's not much taste to a lobster. That's why you got to dunk it in butter. It's so much work, man. When you bring out my... You bring out my chicken nuggets, I can just start eating the chicken nuggets. You don't even open a pack of sauce? You just eat them dry? I have the option. I have that simple option. That's true. But with a lobster, you gotta. there's cracking involved, and it's just work. Give me my food. Well, should we... Yep, I was going to say we should get this starty parted. Yeah, we're about... What are we, like 10 minutes in? We haven't said one word is? about... Holy crap, how do we... All right. It's not going to be 10 minutes in podcast time because weird things happen. Yep. So do you want to start on that night or do you want to talk about the crew for a minute? Because uh, we could introduce the crew. I mean, that's kind of how – if you read down – I didn't find the book. I didn't start reading the book or anything. But if you read down the blurbs on his website, TravisWalton.com, I think that's what it is. Yeah, Travis Walton, Travis-Walton.com. Then you can go to the incident, and it's uh, condensed from the book Fire in the Sky. And he starts out with that morning. All this stuff happened that morning, you know, leading into their work day, and everybody's working their asses off because they needed to get this done. It was a it was a it was a logging contract. It was in the Apache Sitgraves National Forest, right? Yep. Nothing special about this day. Just an ordinary work day. Good old Mike Rogers picks everybody up in his big-ass Dodge Imperial 1965 truck. Did you look up a picture of that thing? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beast. <laughs> I looked that up. I'm like, how in the world do six guys fit in this? Uh, you know, I can I know what a modern truck looks like, but a 1965 Dodge is that what it is, an Imperial? Uh, you know, I think... I, I, is that what it is? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yep. We lo- Oh, International. We loaded the chainsaws and gas and oil cans to the back of the 65 International. If you Are you on the TravisWalton.com? Yeah. Uh, the, first, the first thing, the incident, if you go, I don't know, like halfway down the page, mm-hmm. that's one of the first sentences in one of the, those paragraphs. That's a that's a monster of a truck, of a work truck. That thing can go through some hell. That's when cars were cars, made of steel, probably. <laughs> but it was a 1965 Dodge International that they were driving around in November of 1975, just bumping up all the back roads and crap out in this national forest, 10-year-old truck. <clears throat> they probably shook a few screws loose in their heads. <laughs> uh oh, is that is that skepticism coming out already? <laughs> no, I don't. I I'll reserve what I think till the end. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. I have reservations until we get through the story myself. It's a lot to think about. Yeah, it is. I don't know if you want to read down exactly through this, or we just want to kind of skim it and talk about what these guys were doing. Yeah, I <clears throat> I don't know if we want to... Yeah, we don't want to really we 
weird. We don't want to really read word for word, right? Right. I don't think so. This is not an audiobook with two people. No. I can barely I can barely read. <laughs> so, they definitely don't want to hear that. Skipping over all the words. That day, November 5th. <laughs> but anyway, they were it was the morning of Wednesday, November 5th, 1975. Isn't there a thing with remember remember the 5th of november that was in v for vendetta did you ever see that movie no i I never saw it it was a really good movie guy fox so they were see here it says seven men Mm -hmm. to us the seven men working in apache sick graves national forest it was an ordinary work day wasn't there only six in the movie that's a problem yep in the movie there were six so somebody they they kicked out of the group in the movie. Probably probably the kid. Wasn't there one guy that was even younger than Travis Walden who was only 22 at this time? I think that kid was in the movie. That was, uh, shit, which one was that? Was that? I don't know. Wasn't there Steve? one kid that was just, maybe? But through this story, there was a one guy that was only there for like three days. Yeah. This was like his third day. Was it, That wasn't the Alan Dallas guy, was it? No, he'd been there a while, Alan Dallas. He's he's the kind of he may have been a kind of a bully in school, but he was kind of uh, a roughneck, kind of pick with you, you know, get you all riled up, and then you know get you all pissed off about stuff, and then he just kind of laughs at you, laughs at your face. Yeah, one of those guys. What a guy, huh? Yeah, I means I've dealt with those kind of guys before. How about you? Poke at you, get you all riled up. I've been that kind of guy. Oh, my goodness. Since we did say the guys, we should name them, right? Give them names. Oh, I suppose. So you got Mike Rogers, which you mentioned. He's the boss. And also Travis Walton's best friend, correct? According to the movie, were they they best friends for real? I know it was in the movie. We got to stop mentioning the movie because that's for later. (laughs) Yeah, I think they were good friends because... Walton ended up marrying Roger's sister. Dana. Dana, yeah. And they're they're still married to this day, even even through all this stuff. Is that a spoiler? Travis Walton makes it out in the end. He's going to be all right. Spoiler? Well, no. <laughs> you, I mean, you got to know he made it out because how else would we have the story? It's true. He could have just disappeared that day and there would have been five guys up for homicide. And that would have been the end of the story. Oh, they for sure would have got them to they they were ready to put them behind bars. They Yep. They I mean basically you you hear of it all the time. They had to solve a case. Isn't it what they said about the making a murderer guy that you know, he was kind of a roughneck, uh kind of trashy or whatever and they they needed to solve the crime and boom, they picked a scapegoat. Oh, they just pinned it on him. Yeah. Because he's, he's meets the profile or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, same thing. With these guys, they had to solve the crime, or what they, th- what they thought was a crime, and they were just going to get whoever they could. They didn't care about finding a body or anything like that. They were just going to put them behind bars. Yep, these guys did it. I don't know where the body is, but he's gone. They killed him. They can't explain it. This the explanation they got don't make any damn sense. We're just going to lock him up, close the case. I ain't never seen no UFO out here in Arizona. That's wrong with these boys. Arizona. You know what it was? <laughs> yep. That's where it was. So that means it's not 
not real far from old Area 51. Ooh. Right, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing I didn't look up. I looked up I looked up the map and everything for when and where this incident happened and where they were coming from. Heber, Arizona, and Snowflake, Arizona, and the Sitgraves National Forest. But I did not look up how far that stuff is from Area 51. So, did you look up how far Heber and Snowflake were from Area 51? I looked up uh, the Apache Sitgraves, the National Forest. Oh, yeah. Is 462 miles away. That seems far as the crow flies. It's almost a seven-hour drive. Oof. Yeah. But, I mean, UFOs don't drive. UFOs don't drive. Nope. They don't care about forests. Don't don't care about mountains. They don't care about speed limit. They do what they want. <laughs> it doesn't mean their home base was Area 51. That could have been Alpha Centauri. That's very true. Oh, I guess the the rest of the guys. We didn't even name the rest of the guys. Ugh. Listen to us. <laughs> We're assholes. Yeah, so we got Rogers and Walton. Mike Rogers, Travis Walton. Then you got Ken Peterson, John Goulet, Steve Pierce, Alan Dallas, and Dwayne Smith. That's the boys. Yeah. At this time, they were pretty much all, well, they they were really young guys. Yeah. 22 years old, and they're just out there. I don't know. It seems, what was I doing as 22? I guess I was working. But... You know, as an adult, doing adult things, but not quite like these guys. That's still some pretty young men out there doing doing what they're doing. I don't know about Mike Rogers' age. Is he a little older? Who? Mike Rogers. Is oh yeah, I think if he is, he's not much older. I don't think. A couple years maybe, but yeah, they're all they're all under thirty. And I think Dwayne Smith was the youngest guy, wasn't he? Because he was the least experienced one. Yeah, I'm not sure who the youngest was. There was one guy who had just started. I don't. Was he the younger guy? I think they gave who Dwayne. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know because they like they're all made out to be like the best of friends in the movie. Just in the reports of this incident. Best stop saying movie. <laughs> we'll get to the movie. Well, we'll get to the movie. <sighs> Um, yeah, so they were made out to be, like, the best of friends or whatever, and one guy spoke up and was like, what the, f- I don't, I've only worked here for, like, three weeks, I barely know the guy. <laughs> right. So that kind of makes the story a little more believable in my eyes. Because, because he, he didn't have a loyalty necessarily to these guys. Exactly. So he's like, what the hell, well, no, I'm not going to make up this bullshit story just to you, I mean, for what? Yeah, he, you guys are dicks. Is this guy trying to drop trees on me and shit? And yeah. The other guy's swinging his chainsaw at me. <laughs> I'm just here for a paycheck, man. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, so you got all those... <clears throat> you got those guys, then... Well, I guess they finished up for the day, right? You want to just get into the incident? Well, yeah, I guess we could. I mean, they were... You know, there was a typical work day, but they gave... I'm... I know I read it someplace, like, the the one guy was just real young, but they gave Dwayne Smith the, the shit work, like, stacking the logs. Because they were cutting down trees. He, the the contract was to thin out the trees so that it, there wasn't so much brush in one place 
and if there was a forest fire, it wouldn't just all go up at once. Yeah. They wanted to thin it out a little bit, so they had a little, or and and make the other trees grow more healthy. That was the whole point of the contract that those fellas got, Mike Rogers and and all the guys. Was it a comp? Was did he have some kind of company, or was he was it was pretty much just a private contract? I, you know, that's a good question. I I think it was. I assumed it was a company, but I never saw anything about a company. No, it wasn't like. Rogers Tree Trimming, or whatever. That'd be a good name, Rogers Tree Trimming. <laughs> it just it just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? I like it. I like it. So your name has nothing to do with Rogers, and you'll just find a bunch of guys whose names have nothing to do with Rogers. But damn it, your company is going to be Rogers Tree Trimming. That's what I'm going to do. You're not going to put a D in there, are you? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing a D. Okay. <sighs> that guy. <laughs> <laughs> They were working on the uh, Turkey Springs tree thinning contract. So, yeah, that's that's what they were doing. It was uh, November 5th, and they were at the crest of a ridge running south through the contract. Fuel reduction is the process of cutting the thinning slash into lengths and piling up to be burned in the wet season. So that's what their job was. The guys would just, they'd have so many trees that they were thinning out, and then each guy was kind of supposed to be separated in a fashion, but they gave Dwayne Smith the job to pile up the logs that the trees that were cut. So they they were they were kind of crap trees. If Duke could just pick them up and pile them up somehow, I'm sure they cut them down to size. They weren't like <laughs> they weren't falling like 200 footers and making them pick them up. Here you go, buddy. Drag it over there. Yeah, I'm sure they were cutting them down and he was stacking them that way. Can you like? Isn't that crazy? That's how work used to be done like that like now they have like shit to drag the logs up the hill and i know if you were good at the claw machine at the movie theater or the grocery store damn it you are damn good at picking up trees and moving around now yeah um they were what were they doing so they were they were thinning the trees out and Walton says here in his book that he was trying to keep his distance from the other men. They were coming too close. Some, some were were more or uh, some were less experienced than he was. So they were just falling trees wherever. And I'm I'm with him. Dude did not want to get hit by a tree falling down. It's not a good time. Right. Yeah. But then old Alan Dallas, he, old Joker, he he liked to poke at whoever that's that's just kind of his personality mess with whoever you get somebody riled up then you're just going to keep getting that person riled up you're just going to keep poking poking the beast so what he did was he he fell a tree super close to travis and that's one of the things that led the authorities to believe that maybe alan dallas has something to do with stuff because he's kind of the asshole of the group yeah, and like you said, he's a roughneck. I think he did have, I think he had a criminal past as well. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the uh, charges were, but I'm almost positive he did. So naturally, they're gonna look at the criminal or the ex-criminal. Exactly. Let's let's start with this guy. I mean, uh, it doesn't not make sense. It makes sense in a sense. I mean, it's it's profiling, but it. I mean, right. isn't that how you kind of have to start anyway? Yeah, you'd think, but then that guy's going to be a, 
I think about it. Oh, why would you come to me, man? Just because I got a criminal background. I just stole the juice out of the convenience store. What What the hell? I only punched that guy one time. He got. He had two black eyes? How'd you get both black eyes? I got a big fist. <laughs> Punch him right in the middle. <laughs> but they were... Uh, the way Travis explains it here is they everybody pretty much rode in the same place in the truck. Big old 65 International. So at the end of the day... Six o'clock was uh, time to clock out. It was done. And does it say here what time sunset was? I thought it did. I thought it was like 6.15 or something. It was November 5th, 1975 in Arizona. Well, I mean, it had to be right around there because um, the report I have I'm looking at here says they typically they worked from 6 a.m. until sunset. And then they just after 6 uh, they finished their work for the day. Right. Because that, that's kind of a thing that comes up about where the sun is and the sunset and all that stuff. Um, so. They actually, not to go not to go to it, but they actually address that in the movie. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, that, that's, it's an important, like, milestone or key thing that needs to be known. So, anyway. Uh, the way the fellows were set up in the truck, they put the smokers in the back seat. I think it was four of them in the back seat, wasn't there? And then three up front. Yeah, there must have been. There's Dwayne by the left rear door. John? J-O-W-N? Is that a typo? That's a typo. John. Supposed to be John. Yeah. John and Steve in the middle, and Alan by the right rear door. So, Alan Dallas was the right rear door, so the passenger side of the truck, but in the back, because all those fellows smoked. In the front, Travis sat by the door, riding shotgun, so he was he was the passenger door, and then Alan was right behind him. And then Ken sat in the middle, and of course Mike was driving. They all sat in the same place, because the whole smoking thing. But anyway, they went down Rim Road. I looked up Rim Road, That I guess they just must have just named a dirt road. Just uh, it's like an access road or whatever. Just just a junk road. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what the temperature was there, but it was probably cooling down a little bit. They left the windows open so they could, because it was hot, dude. You're working all day like that, got all your adrenaline going. You're freaking hot. Yeah. Uh, it says the four in the back seat. They started smoking pretty much right away. The, and then they had the fresh air coming in through the window. It was nice. And the the fellas usually nap. Somebody naps on the way to work in the morning because it's 6 o'clock in the morning and from – because they drive from Snowflake, right, to the forest. Yeah. Which is from – the Sid Graves National Forest is like four or five miles-ish. Well, to get to up on the hill, up on the ridge, is like four or five miles to Heber, Arizona. And then from Heber to Snowflake is 30 miles. So if you're driving 60 miles an hour, it's going to take you a half an hour plus. Yeah. To get to the site. So you know you're going to be working your ass off, so you may as well have a nap, right? Yeah, hell yeah. And then coming down, they were bouncing over the water bars in the road. Have you? Do you know what a water bar is? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I do. Isn't that like washout, basically, on a dirt road? But it's like, it basically, it makes like rumble strips. Right. I actually have to, in my work, I have to design where those get put in and it's a very every it's 
it's not really calculations, but sort of. You have to. It depends on the the grade of the hill. When they knock all these trees down to put an access road in or a pipeline or whatever, you have to put in water bars depending on the angle of the hill, so many feet, 150 feet, 200, 250 feet. But they're no joke, man. They're not just a regular old speed bump. They're they're big. Okay, so I, I guess I didn't know what they were then, because that's not what I thought they were. <laughs> Oh, they're like a big ass speed bump out in the in the dirt road, mm. and it's supposed to divert the water because you're you cut down all these trees in a row, and then the water's going to go to the uh, path of least resistance, like yep. you know nature. So they put these water bars in to when the water starts come rushing down, it'll just direct it back into the trees. Mm. Every 150, 200 feet, depending on the slope of the hill. It's pretty interesting. But bouncing up and down the water bars, that that'll wreak havoc on anybody. <laughs> but then something happened coming down those water bars. Ooh, what happened? They saw a light. Something was in the trees. And they said it was off to the right. Yeah. And how did this go? Isn't the sunset where sun... He said he idly assumed that the glow was the sun going down in the west, but then it occurred to him that the sun had set a half an hour before that, but then it would have set it would have set in a different direction, right? Yeah. And I think uh, they were headed I think they were headed north to get to Heber from where they were in the forest, to get to the highway. They were headed like north north northeast. Yeah, I think I think they said basically the sunset would have been the opposite way. Of this craft, or it was behind them, or something like that. It, right. It was not where they see this light. That's one of the arguments that I read someplace was, man, these guys know where the sun sets. What's the matter with them? Why would they assume that the sun's setting on the right when it, they know it sets on the left on their way out? My argument for that is, these guys had just worked their asses off for 12 hours, and their adrenaline was gone, and now they're just kind of... It's the end of the day, man. You're just kind of drowsy. Almost, I wouldn't say drunk, but you're kind of a little foggy. You know what I mean? And you're just, you're, I mean, you're trying to make sense of this thing that you've never seen before. Nobody has really seen anything like this before. I mean, other people have, I guess. But, like, you're like, oh, that it's got to be the sunset. Like, they probably just assumed they were going west at that point. Right. Or they were looking west. Yeah. So it's just this crazy glow in the sky that they would assumed is the is the sun. You know, and you know, at first thought, that probably would have been my thought. It would have been, wow, look at that crazy sunset. Yeah, they said it was like a reddish light, right? Yeah. Because they thought, I mean, that's where the name fire in the sky comes from. Because they said it looked like a fire. Right. That was one of the first thoughts too. It was like, okay, it's a sunset. No, wait a minute. The sun sets on the other side. And that was a half an hour ago. Oh, no. That's probably a forest fire. Yeah. You think they'd still get paid for their contract? If it went up in a blaze? Yeah. <laughs> it's cleared. Yep. Clear. All clear. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't do it. Well, son of a bitch, I started the fire. No. Oh. <laughs> Nature did it. An act of God. I wonder if that was in the contract. It was. That if an act of God, then they don't get paid? No. Um, there was no extensions or anything like that with the deadline unless 
there's an act of God that prevented them from doing it. That's one of they. So I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but they were they were behind when I contract. That's why they're working so much overtime. They're working their asses off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so one of the theories is they made this up. Uh, I mean, because you can't really you can't fake a tornado. You can't fake uh, you know whatever. Yeah. So they were like, well, shit. I mean, this is a we'll call this an act of God. We'll we'll say this and we'll get out of the contract or we'll. You know, we'll get an extension or whatever. And that's what some people say the reason for the story. I'm not all on board with that, though. No? N- no, because of reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have some thoughts on that. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. So they saw this lightness guy. Do you want to run down exactly what the guys did? I mean, I guess it was all from... This is from the book, so it's from Travis's point of view, really. But the guys were all freaked out. Yeah. Uh, Mike Mike could barely see it because he was driving. It was off to the right side of the truck, and then yeah. So he's doing that. He's doing that whole like lean over the steering wheel trying to see it, but he's trying to make sure he doesn't hit a I don't know a coyote or whatever the hell they got out there. Yeah, right, exactly. He's smashing yeah. some other trees. Yeah, this, this thing's crazy in the sky. What is going on? Everybody's flipping out and everybody's checking it out. And then eventually Travis gets all jacked up. Mike, stop the truck! And he stopped the truck, and that's when he probably should not have stopped the truck. Yeah, he said. Uh, <laughs> it says, "Alan, yo, my God, it's a flying saucer." <laughs> I don't know if that's his accent, but I just assume, like, that just, I mean, sounds cool to do it that way. One of those old country boys, old yeah. roughneck country boys. Yeah. Out there felling trees all day. Well, son of a bitch, slap my knee. If that isn't a UFO, I don't know what the hell is. <laughs> and Dwayne's like, UFO, no. <laughs> UFO, no. <laughs> no, that's not what, really what he said. <laughs> and Dallas is like, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> Like what? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh, I didn't say that. I didn't say FLs. <laughs> like Travis Walton, he jumps out. He goes looking. Freaking maniac. Yeah, they. I mean, they see it. Look, I gotta be honest with you. I'd probably do the same stupid thing. If I see a UFO and it's just chilling there, I'm gonna run over and check it out. If it's just hanging there, you just see it. I. Yeah, probably. I'm going to stop. I'm going to check it out. You have to. Why wouldn't you? Right. You know? Exactly. Now, in two years, when we're trying to get out of a forest contract and they listen to our podcast, they're going to listen to this and be like, yep, him crazy bastards are making this up. Yep. One has not been gone for three days. What the hell? They, he killed him. Five days, dude. I know, but... Oh. I'm oh saying, it's already been three days. He's gone. Oh. We're going to find a body any minute now. That... That crazy boy jumped out of the truck to go check it out. Yeah. Just like any other crazy boy would do it. Yeah, hell yeah. And he's looking up at this thing. Uh, and then I guess I guess they were like yelling for him or whatever. They're like, Travis, Travis, get back in the damn truck. And yeah, I think he says, this could be in an interview or whatever, um, that he couldn't hear them. It was like like he walked into I don't know what you would call it, but almost like a an area where you he couldn't hear outside noise. 
That makes sense. If these, if the engines, because I think that was described too, the engines are, are revving up, the turbines are revving up, and then it's just like a like a bubble of noise that he walked into. We hear this a lot, <clears throat> that when they're around, all noise ceases to exist. I mean, the crafts typically are silent. It's like a... Uh, it's like it envelops you in a bubble, like a, a some sort of gravity bubble, you know, because the way allegedly the way they travel is their their gravity gravity engines or whatever whatever they're called. I don't know what they call them, but they create this like they they essentially they fall. They're falling away. Like wherever the engine is pointing, it's creating like a like a pull. To that area. So they are essentially falling, you know, whichever direction they're wanting to go. Whoa. So they could fall up. They could fall left. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, wherever they wherever they tilt the tilt the throttle. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have throttles in UFOs. Well, they're whatever past they that. have. They're past, it's not a helicopter. Who's to say? They might not even know. They might see our cars and be like, how the hell did they make those? <laughs> right, exactly. So the, they might they might see our technology and not get it. Like they might have went from how we went to like a Model T, yeah, yeah. or like we had a steam engine. They might have went straight to a fucking flying whatever. And they weren't greedy about their fission. They figured out fission or fusion, fission, fusion, all of them. They figured it all out first. They didn't bother with steam. <laughs> yeah, they didn't bother with steam. They didn't bother with. Uh, combustion. Uh, they just might not have those resources. They might not... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they might not have fossils for fossil fuel. Or, you know, whatever. Like... Yeah, yeah. So they had to figure something else out. And it worked really good. And they weren't greedy about it. Right. So their... You know, their their first vehicle is completely different than what we know. But they're like, what the hell? They're like, this is... This is a 1975 model. <laughs> Or I guess it wouldn't be so. Like this is the the nineteen nineteen model, <laughs> you know. This is the first one. So yeah, so I mean, he's looking at, <clears throat> he's checking this craft out. What the hell is it? The guys are yelling, "Get your ass back in the truck, Travis!" And then <clears throat> he gets hit. Something, whether it was like a blast of air or energy or something. The, they said it. They said it was a beam of light. Now, doesn't he describe someplace that he didn't see the light? He actually turned around to head back to the truck, and he didn't see it. I don't know. I think that's what I read. It's, you know, I don't know. Let me see. Um, Mike was yelling at him to get back in the damn truck, and but he, he looked back at the truck, parked on the road, then he turned his attention back to the incredible ship, is what it says. And then he was startled by a powerful, thunderous swell in the volume of vibrations from the craft. Maybe it was in the podcast that I listened to, the interview, but he said in that, maybe he just, you know, prettied it up for the story. But I'm almost positive he said he turned back to the truck and he did not see any kind of light from the craft. He just, he, but everybody else did. And that's when he got thrown after after the light. Right after the light, he got thrown someplace. So he didn't see the light that allegedly attacked him. 
Right, but everybody else did. Maybe, well, I mean, maybe it was so fast it came down. You know, maybe he's looking up at it, and it, it came right for him, so maybe the other guys saw it. You know, like, if you get struck by lightning, you probably don't see that lightning bolt, but someone else could. Right, exactly. So maybe it was something similar to that. But in this story, it says, uh, the, the stunning concussion of the foot-wide beam struck me full in the head and chest. <laughs> My mind sank quickly into unfeeling blackness. I didn't even see what hit me. But from the instant I felt that paralyzing blow, I did not see, hear, or feel anything more. And then the guys in the truck freaked out. At, uh, oh, wait a second. <clears throat> right here on his website, he says he did see the light. Hmm. He said... It says, I ducked into a crouch when a tremendously bright blue-green ray shot from the bottom of the craft. I saw and heard... What? I saw and heard nothing. All I felt was the rumbling force of a... That doesn't make any sense. He... I ducked and crouched when when a tremendously bright blue-green light... Blue-green ray shot from the bottom of the craft, but he didn't see or hear anything? Oh, Travi. Come on. That's a contradiction. Yeah. Hmm. All I felt was a numbing force of a blow that felt like a high-voltage electrocution. My dude got struck by lightning. (laughs) Was that what happened to him? Yeah, maybe. And then he... And then he was gone. Well, he didn't disappear then. The boys in the truck freaked out. <laughs> they did. He was apparently he was hurled backward. I guess he was by the time he his body was doing whatever his body was doing. His body arched backward, arms and legs outstretched, as the force of the blow lifted him off the ground and hurled him backward through the air about ten feet. I I think he got that description from the guys. I would assume so. I think he was pretty much out of it by that point. He was just, he he was done. They got him, knocked him out. And then Steve goes, they got him! <laughs> Dwayne's like, let's get out of here! And Alan's like, get this son of a bitch, moving! Yeah. <laughs> he shrieked hysterically. <laughs> get this son of a bitch, moving! <laughs> Alan's losing uh, this, his stuff. The the toughest guy in the group, or supposedly, you know, on the surface, the toughest guy in the group, he's, <laughs> he's losing it. <laughs> Mike didn't need to be asked. He was already on his way out of there. Down all the water bars, be damned. Oh, just crashing into trees or whatever, getting the hell out of there. Is it after us? Go! Ah! <laughs> yeah, I mean, he kept asking, is it following us? And it, <laughs> from what I'm gathering, nobody answered him. It doesn't look like anybody answered him. <laughs> No. He said, is it following us? He yelled over his shoulder. (laughs) Nobody answered. Is it after us? He shouted again. Somebody answer this man. (laughs) All All you got to do is look. Like, they're afraid to look. They they just got their hands over their eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) The erratically vibrating rearview mirrors only produced a blurred, flickering image of a faint yellow glow in the blackness. Goated by a surge of terror, he stomped on the gas pedal. The old international went flying through the air over the dirt ramp of high water bar. He said... He, he was getting an F out of there. He said they were going 35 miles an hour. Can you imagine? I barely want to go three miles an hour over a speed bump. <laughs> These speed bumps are like... They're like 8 to 10, 12 inches high. This is straight up Duke's a hazard. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But... Bo Luke, he went out and got, uh, uh, you know, hit by a UFO. You know, wait, did I say Bo Luke? 
Bo Luke. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> Bo Duke and Luke Duke, right? <laughs> yeah. Bo and Luke Duke. Yeah, and old Luke, he said, screw this. I'm getting the hell out of here. Uncle Jesse, I'm coming. <laughs> he jumps over a cop car. <laughs> what the hell's a cop car doing out here? I don't know. It don't matter. <laughs> He's like, is it after us? Somebody please answer me. Boss Hogs, save me. He <laughs> <laughs> uh. comes smashing down out of the freaking woods, and the truck was in freaking, it, well, it kept going, but damn, it was a, it was a mess. <laughs> but then they're like, "Oh shit, we just left Travis out there." Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know if this is what exact. This is in the book, but it's kind of funny. Good hell! It looked like he disintegrated. Dwayne exclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> he did not disintegrate, Dwayne. He, he got thrown through the air. Calm down. That's what Steve said. Steve said, no, he was in one piece. I saw him hit the ground. <laughs> but the guys were out of it. I do know one thing. It sure looked like he got hit by lightning or something, Dwayne returned. I heard his zap and like as he, if he would touch a live wire. <laughs> and, then he, and then right after that, he said, hey, man, we better get back. Or we better go back. Someone said it. Someone said that he doesn't know who. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it better be my damn best friend, <laughs> Mike. Mike yeah. just ditched me. He was he was ready to roll already. <laughs> Mike wanted to go before Travis got out of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> they were like ready to, they were like, get out of here. He's, he's like, I'm already going, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't even realize they're already like 40 feet away from it. <laughs> he's already gone. <laughs> we got to get out of here. I'm already gone. <clears throat> uh, but they didn't want to. <clears throat> the, the guys didn't want to go back. No, they were. But then, I, was, Mike argued with them, though, right? We, no, man, we got to go back. That's yeah. what the that's what the story says. The guys didn't want to go back, but then they didn't want to just be left out there in the freaking dark either at some freaking access road or whatever. Right. So then, Mike's like, "This truck is going back. Anybody who doesn't want to come, get out right here now and wait." We're acting like a bunch of cowards. We're all scared. There's no denying that. We've got to do what should have done. What we should have done in the first place. Oh, all right, Mike. Okay, you're right, Mike. So, they built a fire for the guys who didn't want to go, right? Isn't that what what happened? Or did they all go? I think they all went back, didn't they? Oh, right. Yeah. They, yeah. <clears throat> what was that? There was a thing about building a fire, though. I guess that was when they were talking about it. At first, and then Mike is like, you know what, damn it, we're all gone. Because I sure as hell don't want to go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. So they got back up to where they, everything went down, and they, they pointed the headlights out toward where Travis, you know, the hovering ship happened, and Travis got blown back or whatever. Travis was nowhere to be found. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. But they saw him get knocked out. Everybody lost their shit. He, they saw Travis get knocked out. They went back. Travis is gone, man. There was no way in that time. Well, maybe on the way back. But there was no way uh, a wild animal would have came that quickly, come back, took Travis, and dragged him off that quickly. Oh, no way. That wouldn't have happened. So then now they're freaking out even more. They can't find Travis anywhere. This is where his body was. Oh, man, what are we going to do? You got to tell someone. 
And then, so they went back to, is that when they went back to Snowflake? They didn't go to Heber. Heber was right down the road. They didn't go there. They went back to Snowflake, didn't they? No, yeah, they, I think they did go back to Snowflake. 30 miles away. Rem- imagine that freaking drive. Our best friend, our co-worker, well, Mike's best friend, and the co-worker, we just lost him in the woods. And you're going to drive 30 miles. Is everybody just silent <laughs> during the ride back? Yeah, I was I was wondering that too. Like, are you silent or are, is everyone just freaking the hell out? They just you just shut down because you're just you're freaking out so much. Or are they just they're just like nobody hears anyone because it's just you know what I mean? Like right because like one guy's like, did you see what I did you see? Did you see? And then like <laughs> another guy's like, oh my god, I can't believe what I just saw. And they're just losing like every it's just like mayhem in the truck because everyone is just freaking out for 30 minutes in the truck mike's just trying to get somewhere but that was well they went to snowflake but that was about the end of the book for uh the perspective of those guys right yeah i think so because then it goes into what travis his experience holy crap should we take a break yeah, <laughs> and then and then we'll get into Travis's experience. This one might this one might end up with a couple of breaks. What do you say? Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long episode, that's for sure. Because we got we have the movie to talk about too, man. Yeah, unless you things. just wanna unless you just wanna scatter the movie in, you know what I mean? Or do you still wanna just do that as its own little part? Hmm. Yeah, let's do it as its own part. We'll start at the beginning, you know, director and stuff like that. Okay. Woo! We're back. We're back for some more of this crazy stuff. This weird story. In fact, so weird, things got so heated, had to get a new beer. How about you? What are you drinking? I got a Guinness Extra Stout. <gasps> An Extra Stout? Extra Stout, yeah. That's like two loaves in one. Yeah. It's actually, for me not liking stouts that much... It's a it's a pretty good beer, so. What are you having? Maybe maybe you do like stouts and you don't know it. Uh, it's possible. <laughs> well, right before dinner tonight, you know what we should do. We should take pictures of our drinks and share them to our social medias. That's what we should start doing. I don't think I'm gonna do it right now, though. Nah. Anyway. My wife went to the store and grabbed dinner stuff, and she also grabbed me a six-pack of clearance beer. You can't go wrong with a clearance beer, man. No, I don't think so. 50% off? This is Great Lakes Brewing Company Christmas Ale. I gotta say, it's uh, it's pretty tasty. I'm, I'm liking this. Is it out of Mexico? <laughs> yep, the Great Mexican Lake. <laughs> uh, Cleveland. Actually. Oh, yeah? Yep. You want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sometime? Mm. I mean, if if okay. I go to Ohio, I'm going to the I'm going to Canton for the NFL Hall of Fame. I don't know where Canton is compared to Cleveland. I think I looked it up before, and I think Canton, I, I want to say it's an eight-hour drive for me or a nine-hour drive. It, it, it's right. something like that. Because 
I also looked up how far of a drive it would be for me to go to Lambeau Field out in Green Bay, and that's like... Ooh. Yep, that one's fine. Yeah, I think it's... I want to say it's like 13 or 14 hours, something like that. That's a long time in a car, man. And I don't know if I want to fly in to Wisconsin, man. A little bit windy out there? Windy and snow and stuff. Plus... Uh, well, not not now. Wait till July. Well, I mean, I don't want to go to Lambeau Field in July. Oh, you want to go for the games, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course I do. Ugh. Yeah. Boy, I... Packers versus Bears? Is that what you want to do? Ooh. My wife's all about the Bears. I'm a big Packers fan. We'll see how they do this weekend. Well, for you guys, oh. you already know, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking... I was trying to figure out what you were trying to say. I'm like, hold on. Uh, the, we're in the ta- we're in the same time zone. We're in the same time stream. I thought you meant you guys as in me here at my house. <laughs> I mean, the listeners. They already know the outcome. <laughs> they already know what happened. Yeah. Boy, I got us way off track, man. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. That's what happens. That's what we do. We get off track and we eventually come back. Then we get off track again. That's fine. We're all good. Five minutes off track, little tangents, big tangents, some cosines. We'll be fine. See what I did there? Little math joke. I thought you were going to cosign for me for something. <laughs> I was like, sweet. I'll take the red Lambo, please. Yeah, right. They're gonna, no one's going to look at me for a while. I just, I'm in the middle of buying a house. Congratulations. Thanks. It doesn't feel good because there is half a million Things of paperwork to sign. I'm pretty sure my soul went out the window some time ago, and my cash is soon to follow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not cash. It's not. It's not cash. Cash, but digital currency. You know, from the bank and stuff. I don't even see money. We want to move into a bigger house, but I don't want to do the whole process again. It's a nightmare. It's yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'm doing pretty good because. A lot of mine is all online. I don't have to go to a bank. I don't have to go to whatever mortgage lender or whatever. It's a lot of online stuff. No, that's nice. But damn it, here we go again. Getting off topic. When we last left our intrepid hero, Travis Walden, he'd been knocked clean out, and his fellows went back for him. He was gone. Gone. Boys lost their stuff. Had to drive 30 miles to Snowflake, Arizona from where they were. We don't know what that adventure was. We do have an adventure of what Travis went through when he awoke. And it was not in a hospital on Earth, probably. Uh, I don't think it is. I've never I've never seen a, a gray in a hospital. That's what it was, right? The grays. Uh, the way he's described everything... Yeah, it's it was the Greys, but in orange jumpsuits. Yeah. So, prisoners, they were prisoners. They were just poking at this human type creature. I mean, maybe they were they were just like mechanics wearing orange coveralls, though. <laughs> they were just mechanics. Yeah. Like, oh shit, we done we done hit this thing. We got bring it in here. We got to fix it up. What is this thing? They just stayed away from him, didn't they? Did they stay away from him? Yeah, the, his first initial encounter with those ones. Yeah, because he, I mean, like a true American, he lost his shit. <laughs> no, you can't keep me here, Yeah, he started screaming, like, 
But he was, first he woke up. He was all confused. Stuff was, you know, he's in a he's in a haze and he's in a fog. He's, what is going on? He's in this weird place. Has no idea what's happened. And then comes to realize he's in some some kind of hospital, but not not one of our hospitals. No, I mean he had like a bitter metallic taste on his tongue. He said uh, his mouth was dry. He was really thirsty. Like it was weird. He said like he was he was trembling, but it was like uh like a mixture of exertion and illness. Almost like a like a I've never done any kind of drugs, so the only thing I know is uh, you get too much caffeine in your system and you're just you're just ready to run up the wall. So it's like like all this adrenaline, but not quite. Yeah, I could I could see it kind of put that way. Like he's He's kind of shaky. Like, I know if, like, if I get like that, like, sometimes, like, I feel like I want to throw up if I get too much caffeine in me. Like, because yeah. I'm, I'm so, like, I don't know if it's, like, my adrenaline is pumping, like, I'm going nuts, and, like, I just feel like I'm going to throw up. Yeah, you just got to, you just got to move. It's, it's like, uh, you, you put so much caffeine in your system because you're trying to wake yourself up, but then it's too much. So it's like this, this anxious exhaustion or something. Yeah. Um, but then, and then he then he crashed. Yeah, he said. I guess he he must not have like. Oh, he, he didn't open his eyes at first, but then <clears throat> when he did, he saw this like uh, like a blurry image, and uh, I guess he could like make out a, like a light source above him. You know, some you know like you you wake up in a hospital like an emergency room or something like that. You got a light over you. Yeah. So he, I mean. He's probably thinking, shit, I'm in the hospital. Um, but then I guess, what, then he... he... He woke up and started to realize, you know, he's in a hospital, but then then he saw them. Yeah, I don't think they were in there at first, though, were they? Like, they weren't, they weren't in the room at first, I think. I think he woke up and, like, realized, like, like, he woke up, he saw the light, he, like, looked around the room and, like, didn't... I don't think he saw them yet. Right, right. He was just waking up. Yeah. And he, he he was checking out the room before he realized these not humans were in the room with him. Yeah, because he says, where in the hell am I? Oh, my God, the hospital. They brought me here to the hospital. Buddy, this is not the hospital. No, no, no. But he said, like, the, the room was really, really hot and humid. Like, uh, the air, it, it was, like, almost stifling, he says. Um, it was slightly stale, like it smelled slightly stale and muggy. That's interesting. So, if if we're to break that down, then that sounds like, uh, like, like recycled air, but it was warm recycled air. It's just kind of cycling through a couple of rooms or whatever. If, if we're, you know, if we're trying to think about this on Earth as, as what we know it. So it's just some kind of recycled air. But warm recycled air, it's already been used up. Maybe the oxygen is lesser. The humid humidity is definitely up. Oh, what, what's pretty interesting about this, what was that that government project where they sent, allegedly, our people to work on one of the alien planets for like 10 years or something? Was that the one with uh, Andrew Bashago? Uh, no, it wasn't Bashago. Was this Project Pegasus? I was going to say Project Pegasus, but I thought that was Bashago. That might have been Bashago, but 
So it wasn't Pegasus then. But anyway, so they say... Because they went to Mars with Obama. Yeah, Bashago did. <laughs> but this this group of people, they went to... I guess it was the Gray's planet. And they, like, worked and stuff. But they said it was... A, so it was a binary star system. And they said that oh, cool. the planet was very hot. Like... Well, it was a binary star. So what's interesting about that is he's saying this room is very hot and humid. <clears throat> so the the, the, the two things kind of line up. They zipped all the way to that binary star system with him in tow. Well, no, I'm saying it's it's climate controlled. Oh. oh, oh. So they're, they're making it comfortable for them. I see. So, okay. so they're yeah, used yeah. to the hot, the humid. Well, I don't I don't know if they're used to the humidity, but they're they're used to the heat. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So their thought is if they're comfortable, then this thing laying on our table will be comfortable too. Well, yeah. See, at first I thought, oh, maybe they're trying to make it comfortable for him. But he's from Arizona. I don't think there's any humidity in Arizona at all. It's hot, but I don't... It's a dry heat. Unless the only way they can make it that hot in there is to make it humid as well. You know what I mean? Maybe they just, they can't heat, I don't know. It makes sense to me. Yeah, I know, I I, I follow your logic there, yeah. That makes sense. So they jack up the heat because that's what they, I don't know, maybe, maybe they've experienced it before. They know what the ambient temperature is of that location. So they're trying to make it comfortable for him. But if they came from a binary star system, well, they're making it comfortable for them too. But he wakes up and then he's, He's confused, and, and then he finally sees these not humans. Yeah, he said uh, when his vision finally cleared, not blurry anymore, he was looking in the face of a creature. Horrible creature. But he said it had luminous brown eyes the size of quarters. That is not... W- that's not your... No, that's not your typical gray. Cause right. Because quarters are not really that big. No. They're... It would be just it would just to be a a bit bigger than a human eye, really. Yeah, right. Luminous brown eyes. So they were they were glowing brown. What kind of shitty eye is that? Sounds like full of shit to me. Brown. You're saying he? You are you saying Travis Walton's full of shit? No, I'm saying that these creatures, oh. the luminous, the glowing brown eyes. They're they got shitty glowy vision. Brown, shitty. Come on, dude. I got it, dude. I get. I'm following you. <laughs> but that's not your typical gray, though. Their their eyes are are way bigger than that. Yeah, from from what we're told, yeah, they're large, very large, almond shaped eyes. Right. But these guys are just quarter. That's what. So he says. Yeah. Maybe they were more like fifty cent piece. Fifty cent. Oh, no, not that oh. guy. <laughs> You're just cruising around, just picking up stray humans <laughs> and his UFO. See, that's the kind of rap that I'm that I want. Just something goofy like that. Don't be don't be fighting anybody. Don't be fucking shit up. Don't be blowing everything up. Just something goofy. Give me something goofy. I'm trying to think who did that song where he's like cruising down the street in my six foot. Because now all I can think is like <laughs> cruising through the sky the sky in my UFO. You know that sounds good. Yes, I I would yeah. listen to that rap. <laughs> I like that. 
See, I want something goofy like that. You don't need to be so serious all the time. Yeah. We know you got money. You don't have to tell us. It's fine. Be ludicrous for a reason. Live up to that name. Yeah. And uh, Andre 3000. He's hilarious. You know who did live up to their name? Busta Rhymes. Because that dude was, he he was always busting rhymes. <laughs> no, I don't know what Andre 3000 did. What did he do? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. He's for real. He's for real. <laughs> <laughs> I am for real. How do we get here? I don't know. But... Come on back. Bring it on back. Travis, he, he looked around. He's like, shit, there's three of them. So, like any of us. And they're wearing orange jumpsuits or like some sort of orange surgical gowns or something. Which leads me to believe these guys are prisoners. They probably are. The inmates. They're just they're on a, a chain gang. They're on highway duty. <laughs> they're just picking up humans. <laughs> yeah, he's like, shit, there's three of them. So like any of us would do. He starts throwing bows, dude. He's, he, yeah. Whoa. He swings an arm. He hits one of them, knocks it into the other one. <laughs> like, I guess after that, they're like, <laughs> and that man, shit, we need to get the hell yeah. out of here. This guy, is, this guy is for real. That man, abort! <laughs> uh, it said, like, uh, I get, I get out of prison next week. Come on, we gotta go. <laughs> he said, like, I mean, he's basically calling these things little bitches, because he said. The one I touched felt soft through the cloth of its garment. The muscles of its puny physique yielded with a sponginess that was more like fat than a sinew? Sinew. Sinew. The creature was light and had fallen back easily. (laughs) He's like, all right, you little pussy. (laughs) What are you, like, you some kind of worm? What are you? (laughs) Like, you just tap him and he goes flying. You you flick him (laughs) on the forehead, he's like launching out a window. (laughs) <laughs> so at that point, he's like, hell yeah, I can take on all these bastards. Bring it. So I, I guess he like he jumps up, um, and he just grabs the, I guess, what, he grabs the the first thing he could find, right? I, yeah, I think so. Some, something from the bench, whatever it was, transparent cylinder. It was like a beaker. Because <laughs> he, he like, oh, he... He yelled at him. He said, "Keep back, damn you!" <laughs> so, so they like uh, apparently like, after he said that, they just stand there and like looked at him. Uh, they they were kind of short, a little under five feet tall, you know, basic humanoids. Um, I guess he says like two legs, two arms, hands, five digits each, head with normal human arrangement of features, but beyond the outline, any similar similarity to humans was terrifyingly absent. Oh, and they weren't gray either. They had like a uh, a white marshmallowy looking flesh according to Travis. So they I mean like what were they vampires? Were they goths? <laughs> like they're just pale little scrawny things. Yep, they were goth prisoners from Alpha Centauri. That's what I'm going with. Goth goth Vampire prisoners. Obviously. From, what, what's another one out there? Not Alpha Centauri. Pleiades. Oh, yeah. I think he... They're not Pleiadians. He saw one on this ship, didn't he? What, later on? Yeah. 
a Pleiadian? Oh, that could have been a Pleiadian. A couple of them. He said they don't. They didn't have any fingernails. Their hands were small, delicate, no hair. They said like their skin was. It was so pale. It looked chalky, like an ivory color. Well, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you don't hang out with the sun. Well, what if they're from a binary? System? Yeah, that's all. That's a good point. You think they'd have some sort of pigmentation? Maybe tan as shit. At that rate, you know, <laughs> perpetually. You. Just, that's why we can't see them, dude. If they live in a binary system, everything's dark as to not absorb all that heat. They're dark. Their ships are dark. That's why we can't see them at night, anyway. I thought dark absorbs the heat. I don't want to hear your logic tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It probably does absorb the heat. Here, what about there? I don't know. (laughs) Oh. He said their eyes had brown irises. Oh, so when he got a closer look at them. Yeah, it was twice the size of a normal human. Nearly an inch in diameter. Still not that big. Oh, he's saying the iris was so large that even parts of the pupils were hidden by the lids. So, th- they had eyelids. What? What? Okay. At what point do you need to evolve to where part of your eyelid covers your pupil? What's? There's no purpose to that. Is that helpful in a binary system, though? I don't know. Never been there. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe it helps to kind of limit maybe their maybe their pupils don't dilate like ours do oh so so their their lids take care of them. maybe yeah i don't know i don't know but the irises were brown yeah those glistening orbs had brown irises twice the size of those of a normal human's eye huh but then uh so he was he was screaming at them he was screaming questions at them right and they they did not respond to any of his questions nothing their mouths never moved. There's no kind of motion. The only sounds he heard were those of his own voice and his own movements. That's weird, man. And then they just left. Like, this dude is crazy. We need to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you, you walk into the, you know, like a silverback's cage, and the thing starts pounding his chest and throwing shit everywhere. You're like, you're like nope, yeah, yeah we better get nope. out of here. Same thing, right? Like my God, this human is going is losing his mind. We're just we're just here to help you, man. Ooh, maybe they will. But all he all he <laughs> yeah, that's all he hears. He hears the back. Yeah, so they, they like they like they hightail it out of there. They're like whoop 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 whoop. whoop. <laughs> you know, like the Three Stooges, man. And then he grabs <laughs> like <laughs> one of them, like tries to poke the other in the eyes. He puts his little dainty <laughs> fingers up there with no fingernails. Huh? <laughs> One's like slapping. Ugh, wise guy, <laughs> eh? <laughs> so he was like, Travis is like, fuck this. I'm going to grab something. He, like, he grabs that, that clear tube you're talking about. I, I, I don't know what it is. It just says. Uh, I don't know. Like something. Clear tube, beaker, just, just stuff. Nothing was really a weapon he could use. Yeah. So he he starts looking for a way out. He says, "I'm gonna get the hell out of here." So he noticed, I guess they they went out and they like went to the right, I I believe. So okay. he was like, "Screw, I'm going left." And I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't just go kick their asses. Like you know, they're little weaklings. <laughs> just go push them. Yeah, down. go fight them and say, "Hey, 
Teach me how to fly this son of a bitch. Let's go. They're just marshmallows. <laughs> you push them down, they bounce back up. Whoa, maybe they would. You got to think they're top heavy with those big ass heads. Right. You know, like they they just go a few degrees off kilter. They're going down. And he knows how to knock things down. He was a logger. Those guys do not get drunk. Right, exactly. <laughs> Those guys don't get drunk. They're, they'd be too top-heavy. You start spinning, the whole thing just starts, everything just starts falling apart. <laughs> so, just get a little tipsy, you're on the ground. You're done. Yeah. So he's like, he's looking for a way out. And I guess he like came to this room, right? Yeah. And it basically the way he describes it, it, it sounds like a, I don't know, like a planetarium. You know, this room that he's, it's like uh, a dome ceiling. It's about 10 feet high. Um, there were these three rectangular outlines resembling closed doorways. Uh, so there's nobody in the room. He looked around. He just saw this, like, uh, this high back chair. And he thought there might be somebody sitting in it that he couldn't see him from behind. So he's, like, coming up to the back of this chair. Like, I expect, like, Dr. Evil to spin around or... Uh, <laughs> Claw, the you know what's the name? Inspector yeah. Gadget. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just this hairless cat with pupils the size of not quarter. Well, the pupils are the size of quarters, but then the eyes are the size of fifty cent pieces. Maybe maybe they're just like like dimes or nickels. You know, like a little bit bigger than a normal cat. <laughs> just like their eyes were a little bit bigger than ours. <laughs> But there, I guess he like he comes up to this chair. There was nobody in it, so uh, I guess he like he what he sits down in a chair or something like that, and he's like yeah he he's just like all right I'm gonna check this yeah, out. Like, I don't think I would do that, man. Like no, all this crazy shit happening around me, all these alien like you know you're not in the right place, and all of a sudden you're just gonna sit down and be like. I'm a fly man. Yeah, I'm gonna, let me start pushing some buttons here, <laughs> uh, dude. No, that's like if I got in. I've never been in a cockpit of cockpit of a plane. I'm sure as hell not pushing buttons when I get in there. No, no, because that's what happened to uh, Independence Day. Oh yeah, I forget what the guy's <laughs> name was. He got he got in the he got in the fighter jet and he just starts flipping flipping buttons. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, 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 oh no. He turned the missile on. He's ready to fire the missile. He hasn't even taken off yet. He flips that down. And I think that's where things went wrong. Was that Jeff Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum was in it, but it was Randy Quaid who was the the drunken crop. Oh, pastor. right, right, right. He got because he was a fighter pilot and some more. I don't remember what he said. But that I think that's when things got wrong, went wrong for him. It's like riding a bike. You do it once, you can do it forever. And he flips the button, missile ready to launch. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. Flip it back down. So then he has to sacrifice himself. It's a mess. <laughs> there we go. Going off again. <laughs> it's still alien, well, damn yeah. it. Yeah, but he he sees like, um, I guess it's like this, uh, sort of like a control center or some shit like that. Yeah. And uh, he said there's like 25 color buttons uh, ranging like five vertical rows. Uh, he didn't see any symbols or words written on him, so I guess it's just... He's about, he's about to get down some EDM. It was the early days of EDM, <laughs> electronic dance yeah. music. He's got that box with all the different colors. Whoop, whoop, ba-doop, ba-doop, <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. That's pretty good, man. You could be a beatboxer. 
don't know about that. I need some practice. So he, I guess this son of a bitch, he he's like, all right, green means go. Let me hit the green one. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said uh, he pushed another button, I guess, and then lines on the screen started to move. And he pushed another green one. And then he starts seeing, like, basically it, he sees, like, it's, it's like a star map. And then, like. Is that what he saw? Yeah. And then it. Uh, yeah. So apparently, I guess he's there's this like handle, this like I don't know, like you, I guess like you would see in like a, a fighter plane or something, like a joystick, like a, a, a yeah, like a throttle. Yeah, like a you know like like a joystick, you know. So he starts moving that thing around. The stars start spinning. He's losing his shit because you know he's getting dizzy as hell. I'm sure. You know, you go to IMAX, that thing starts spinning like crazy. Everybody's throwing up. <laughs> so then he was, he like, he was like, oh shit. So he just like, he lets go of it. And then, uh, the stars stopped moving. Um, but they remained where they were when he released the lever. So like, you know, he's like spinning this thing around. And he lets go. Boom. You know, they're pointed at, I don't know, Sirius B. <laughs> so. He didn't. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know if he was on the ground. He didn't know if he was on Earth. He didn't know if he was on their planet. He didn't know if they were flying. And he thought he didn't know if he was on a cockpit. Yeah. And he's like, oh man, better stop this. We're gonna freaking crash. Yeah. So he. He. Yeah. That's what he thought. He said, "Shit, I better stop because we could crash. I could throw it off course. We'll end up lost." So he was like, "Nah, <laughs> I'm no pilot." Yeah. Why, why'd you go Australian? I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like it's it's no knife. I'm no pilot. It's just it felt like it needed to happen. It's a fun accent to do. I love it. <laughs> so he like he gets out of the chair. He like goes over. He's looking at the, the like the rectangles that like look look like doors. And he put his eye up to the crack. He couldn't see any light. And uh, he's thinking like, how do I get out of here? And oh yeah. And then he's like he goes back over towards the chair. And he heard like this little sound, and he turned around. It's a fucking human, dude. A human walked in. Why is there out of nowhere? Just this person came in. Could could that have been? Was it was it a human? We haven't gotten into it yet, but was it a human or was it a projection of a human? They got all this technology to kick it around the cosmos. Why wouldn't they have this uh, technology to just project this kind of? bubble-headed person six feet two inches somehow he figured out he was six feet two inches <laughs> uh, i mean that's pretty good yeah but this dude that's tall enough but taller than the the aliens he just encountered yeah it, the non-humans <laughs> this guy was different than them for sure oh yeah he had a he wasn't a regular astronaut type uh uniform it was just his head was just in a bubble Helmeted head barely cleared the doorway. It, I mean, this dude was jacked. Right, extremely muscular and even evenly proportioned, six feet two inches. All those, all that muscle. Yeah. This dude, and what was it like a? It was a. He wore a tight-fitting bright blue suit of soft material like velour. Ooh. So it was it was a soft-looking like whoa. Isn't that what like those those pants 
or that like all the girls used to wear and say like juicy on the ass or like they always say like something weird on the ass weren't they like velour <laughs> is that velour or is it some kind of weird spandex no these were like this was like a, a thing back in the day they were like a like sweatpants or like a fleece type i think it was velour really yeah, you don't remember them I know there were I know there were secret messages on the asses. That's all I not so secret messages. No. I didn't know it was made out of velour. I don't know if it if it is either. <laughs> it just looks like it I don't know. If you know Fuzzy Bottom. If you know what this is called, send us an email or send us a message. But don't be rude about it just because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be rude. Yeah, don't be rude. <laughs> <laughs> So Travis is flipping out. He's like, oh, my God, there's somebody else here, some other human. He just – he's going wild. But the guy – this this man, the human, just took him silently. He wasn't – so somehow Travis just felt felt fine with this human-type person leading him around. He, he was fine with this guy because, you know, another another human. He let, let him out of the room. And they went down some other hallway, and then they went into this metal cubicle-type area. Uh, then a doorway the same size as the other door slid open. And then they were suddenly in this even bigger room, which, it, to me, it seems like... No, I guess that's what it was. He had He had just stepped out of the ship that he was on into a bigger... A bigger... Sh- ship maybe like a hangar yeah area but maybe it was a whole other ship like a hangar on a mothership dude yeah with other ships similar to the one he just come off of in the hangar but there were there were other ones too right that like different style ones i think i think so I, i think that's what i had heard i don't i think maybe it was in an interview with him or something he was saying that it wasn't just ships like he got off of it was other styles too. So what does that mean? Like one was maybe the one he was on was like a a paramedic type one, and other ones are fighter type ones. Yeah, you could probably say it like that. Yeah. Maybe others were some sort of like what we would what we would say as like a like a tow truck type thing, some sort of vehicle transport, not to transport personnel but to transport vehicles yeah there was all kinds of stuff in there but it was this massive area he had just run around this one this one ship but then he come out of it and this there's a massive massive area with even more things in it yeah and then the guy escorted him across this open area and they went back into an another hallway about six feet wide and eight feet high you know typical hallway then at the end of the hallway they went through some more doors, and they went to another room where there were two men and a woman standing there around a table. And somehow he felt he felt fine around these human-type people. But the depiction really makes me think of what we've already talked about with the Pleiadians. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me exactly, like, as soon as they described it, that's exactly the pictures I saw. When we did that episode on the alien races. Exactly. Over six feet tall, this incredible 
physique for men and women without blemishes, super smooth skin, no wrinkles, freckles, nothing like that. I'm almost positive too that all like all the pictures I saw had them in blue like jumpsuits, onesies, whatever you want to call them. The Pleiadians too? Yeah. Yeah, back when back right. when we did that episode when I was looking at pictures, I'm pretty sure they all all pictures had them in blue like suits. Right. But just these beautiful, beautiful people in blue suits. Whether that's a projection of something else because they're hiding something else. Or that's just what they look like. They look like these gods. Maybe they were reptilians and they just did uh, some shape-shifting. That's why they didn't talk to them. Oh. <laughs> oh, so, so, like, uh, what's his name from Men in Black? So which one? Uh the guy who put on the human costume, the human skin. <laughs> Remember him? Right in the beginning? <laughs> Stupid human skin. <laughs> that that guy did a good job acting that, man. <laughs> Wasn't it Vincent, Vincent D'Onofrio? I have no idea who it was. I thought it was him. You might be right. I don't know. Let's get back on track. Yeah. So he felt He felt comfortable with these human type people, these beautiful people. But they wouldn't talk to him. Well, somebody please tell me where I am. What in the hell is going on? What is this place? But they were just silent. They wouldn't. They had nothing. They didn't care what he had to say. But he just went along with what they were doing. They lifted him easily onto the edge of the table, and he became wary and started protesting. Wait, wait a minute. Just tell me what you're going to do. But it was fine. He, At first he resisted, but they looked up at the ceiling and... And the woman had uh, what looked like an oxygen mask and just put it right over his face, and then he blacked out. Did they have those in the 70s? Did, where, Probably. Did, is that what they look like? Uh, he said, I saw that the woman suddenly had an object in her hand from out of nowhere. It looked like one of those clear, soft plastic oxygen masks, only there were no tubes connected to it. The only thing attached to it was a small black golf ball-sized sphere. So it was, uh, it was a Bluetooth oxygen mask. It's all, it's all coming together. Yeah, it's like that little, uh, that Inogen thing, you know, that oxygen tank that now you can just like throw over your shoulder like a little purse. Have you seen that? Oh. Yeah, it's like a. No. So you don't have to wheel around an oxygen tank anymore. It's just like this little. You just throw it over your shoulder like you got yourself a new purse, and it's a little air compressor. It's pumping it, yeah. What? It's pumping air into your nostrils. It's just pulling the air, the air out of the air. It's just pulling oxygen from the air. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know how the thing works. See, I was making a joke about the Bluetooth oxygen mask because I saw there was a meme. I think it's been floating around for a couple of years, but it was a picture of this guy standing outside his front lawn and he was watering the lawn. But it was a, it was a wireless hose. It was just the cap of the hose, like where the where the grip is. It's it's a Bluetooth watering hose, and it was it just had this black thing on the bottom of it. Like where's the water coming from? <laughs> it's just coming out of nowhere. It's just oh, we just got this tiny wormhole coming from the hose bib over to the to the nozzle. I can't believe you don't know how that thing works. I've, I'll explain it to you after the show. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> somebody's going to explain it to me. 
So that's what this thing is. It's a wireless oxygen tank. Yeah, apparently he like went to grab it. He was like, nah, nah, fam. He went to rip that thing off. <laughs> Before he could even do that, he was he was out. Done. Everything started to turn to gray. There was nothing at all but black oblivion. And then, suddenly, he was on a highway. Oh, yeah, he was. He, he I mean, he woke up. Boom. There he was. Back on Earth, buddy. Oh, man. We should take a break. That's, that We can't. I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger. Got back to Earth. Hold up. He's back. He's on the black high on the pavement. He sees those yellow lines on the left side. He sees those white lines on the right side. Back. He's on Earth. Gravity's happening. Whoa. Boom. Time out. Time for a break. Yep. We'll see you after this one.